listeners, I'm your host, Ryan Johnson from Australian Broker, and today we have a special guest who has not only seen the financial landscape from various angles, but has also found a unique way to bridge the gap between mortgage broking and finance broking. Joining us today is Yuan Chong from Disruptive Brokerage Scale, who has successfully navigated three different perspectives of the finance industry. Welcome, Yuan. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here and uh, share my insights with your audience. We're thrilled to have you, Ewan. So let's dive right in. You mentioned that having experienced three sides of the fence when it comes to finance broking. Now, what did you mean by that? Absolutely. That's interesting. <laughs> How I've ha- Basically, I've had the privilege of being on three aspects, as you mentioned, or three distinct sides of the industry. First, how I was introduced into the industry was as a business development manager, national BDM. I observed the challenge of introducing the idea of diversification to mortgage brokers. I I found that many were hesitant to venture into new areas despite the potential benefits. Secondly, I did a natural transition like most. I stepped into the shoes of being a broker myself. I attended events and I realized the significant time and resource constraint that comes with learning an entirely new facet of lending. Right, it was daunting. <laughs> and the question that came to mind at that time was, how could one balance specialization with expansion? I, I found that this was probably a very common thought process with most of the mortgage brokers that attended these events. And then, of course, finally, as a business owner, whilst I've been a business owner before, but now with a brokerage, you know, the c- real crucial question, Ryan, was, how can I swiftly and cost-effectively establish a team of experts that can then enable me to offer various lending services? Because the dynamics of it, you know, we need to be very efficient, very quick, and to be able to then provide a range of services that is going to enable a holistic approach to help clients, right? And, you know, I found that the core challenge of this was similar to the core challenge of what I've seen uh, as a BDM. It was all about the time, the cost, the knowledge and the experience. And those were hurdles that, you know, was potentially hindering the diversification efforts of mortgage brokers. Those are indeed significant challenges, Ewan. So how did you manage to bridge a gap and find a solution to these obstacles? I think the first thing that actually came to mind, and it's something that's probably passed down, and you probably hear this quite often, Ryan, is, you know, sometimes is uh, it's no point being a jack of all trades and a master of none. I think in this industry, you need to be a master of one, you know, um, and, and that's that's where I felt that, the you know, the solution was in strategic partnerships, really. So I understood that becoming a subject matter expert and a trusted advisor being the key to success, I realized that I could leverage this knowledge from partnerships, right? So, you know, the power of collaboration and the potential of these partnerships with experts in different areas of lending is very essential to to my brokerage. And I feel that it's, it's very essential to maintain being a trusted advisor and the one-stop shop for any client and and it really would help scale operations without compromising my core strength, if that makes sense. I see. So could you elaborate on why these perspectives matter to mortgage brokers looking to diversify? Well, I I feel that these partnerships will empower mortgage brokers diversification into different lending niches, right? And you're backed up by skilled and experienced team. 
right? So so it's, it's more like a, a specialized task force that, that's working within your business to support your efforts, right? And which ultimately leads to sustainable growth and, and enhanced client services, essentially. So I guess that brings us to scale. Can you t- tell me a bit about that and why you refer to yourself as a broker's broker? <laughs> I'm not the only one. <laughs> broker's broker. So, all right. So maybe I could give you my, you know, let me let me sort of first highlight that successful mortgage brokers are very skilled at what they do. Okay. Whilst I'm even qualified to do mortgages, I wouldn't do it purely because there isn't sufficient experience and skill sets surrounding that. So, so this is essentially because they know all about home loan products, um, you know, its credit policies, its nuances, and more importantly, ongoing and continued changes, right? It's a, it's a monumental effort to deliver great outcomes with home loans. So what I recognize from this on, on the road as a national BDM, I, I decided to establish scale, you know, rec- in recognition of the needs for uh, of these mortgage brokers in terms of how they can scale their business through diversification. So as I mentioned earlier, you know, it is a matter of how do we enable uh, mortgage broker uh, mortgage brokers to establish a commercial lending division within their business. So uh, the way I see it is, you know, they they need business partners, you know, that can help their self-employed clients with commercial business loans. And this is one area that I felt uh, can can attract a good revenue stream for mortgage brokers and they can get themselves up and running if they have the right trusted partners uh, in place. And of course, naturally, that will be an extension of the service offerings without, again, the time, experience and resource that would have required had they established this division themselves, right? So I, I would say that a broker's broker. So much like a broker, a mortgage broker are the trusted advisor between their client and the lender. I will basically, we are the trusted advisors between the mortgage brokers and the lenders in the space of commercial business loans. So hence the pun, uh, a broker's broker. A lot of our listeners would understand the benefits of being of, of an intermediary. So I think you've hit the nail on the head with your target audience there. Before I go to the next question, just before yeah, sure. uh, this, this this podcast started, one basically hit me with a question. Now, what what was that question? But well, uh, <laughs> it was a, it was actually a very interesting case study, right? So, and, and this will lead to you know the, the reasons why we work with other specialists in this industry. So I'll, I'll touch on that in a moment. So so essentially it, it's a good reason and it, it, it gives you a good insight as to why partnerships are important and why at scale we, we work with other specialists in the industry, uh, you know, from personal loans, asset and equipment, credit repair lawyers, and even chartered accountants, right? Now, usually what I see common, and I'll come back to that, I, you know, right? I'll, I'll definitely come back to that. But let's just keep it simple. So, so usually, you know, some 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 very common examples of of say why we should have these partnerships and all these other you know uh, products uh, in in our in our panel in terms of what our, our offerings is sometimes you know as as a as a business loan specialist, I commonly see businesses seeking say twenty thousand, right? And in certain circumstances, a personal loan may be a good a better fit, a better solution. You know, cheaper, longer terms. And you know if it suits and and that is the would be the best outcome for the client, 
I'll get a personal loan specialist or broker's broker, if you will, assisting on that case, right? Um, and or if there's a combination of a business loan and personal loan to help clients achieve their goals, uh, we can e easily deliver this outcome. But I think the main one that really blew my mind recently, it's, it's the discovery that it, what I felt unheard of was uh, I had a, a case. Oh, let me ask you, Ryan. So have you, did you know that, and this is something where, you know, it's just through one particular client. Did you know that people from Egypt, right, their date of birth is actually not the day they were born? I absolutely did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, I, 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 this is quite interesting. So this particular case, uh, what I discovered from my client is that in Egypt, when you're born, you know, you, your date of birth is not the day that you basically you know, we're in hospital and, and you're, you're out for the first time seeing daylight. It can be any time that your 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 mother or your parents decide to take you to the registry and register your business. And that would become your date of birth. Now, in my client's case, you know, his mother and his aunts all decided one day to rock up to the uh, registry office with four boys uh, to register their their births. Right. And in those countries, they also, you know, they adopt their, their parents' name, their father's name and grandparents' name. So it could be a combination of similar names. And in this particular case, all four of these boys have the same first name and same last name. And out of those four boys, two boys or two, two of those guys reside in Australia and they both have the same middle name. So here we are. <laughs> the complications is. You know, we get lenders uh, or, or, you know, we, we get lenders looking at credit reports, seeing same first name, middle name, surname and saying date of birth. And the assumption is that they're the same person. And in this particular case, unfortunately, the other the other individual had a lot of adverse, which cross contaminated our, our client's file. And as a result, we had to put him through to our credit repair specialist lawyer partners and work on his file before we could actually before we ended up actually getting a loan for this client so that was <laughs> that was something heads up and you know you might see more often but so, essentially you came across this situation where same name same first name middle name last name same date of birth uh, how did you help them through the situation well um i think the credit lawyers if you get you know these partnerships again this is where the wealth knowledge comes in Right. I would not know where to go, what to do, except for call Equifax or, you know, whoever the credit bureau bureau was. But luckily, you know, I've got that partnerships in place. We had a chat with them and they say, yep, no worries. Take these steps. Ask your clients to take these steps or we can represent them. And basically the idea is to consolidate his file properly and make sure it's clean. And that way uh, it's isolated only to our client. And this is where the additional knowledge comes in. I mean, there, there was a case of the lender saying, well, how do we not know it's the same person? You know, do you have a driver's license of the other person so we could see that's a different individual? I mean, after all, when we pull their file, it's the same first name, middle name, last name, except the other guy's got an extra word, but same date of birth. Like, how do we not know uh, a variety of things? And the credit lawyers were really fantastic. They said, you know, this client's done a great job cleaning it up over the last couple of months. All you need to do is ask the lender to identify, uh, to to compare these items, which included, you know, driver's license being different, residential address being different, uh, directorships being different, and also our particular client, um, there's one partner that says there's no other associated files to this client. So we know it's isolated, 
and that is that correct credit file for 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 that for our client and, and th this is the the knowledge that you would know and this is the direction um that you wouldn't have and the amount of time that would have been wasted had we not had that level of guidance from experts we would not have been able to settle alone for this client within the time frame he was looking for so that's it's crazy <laughs> But essentially what I'm trying to say here, and I guess the message here is that partnerships really allow us to tap into a wealth of knowledge and experience that we may not possess otherwise, right? This in turn will translate to better decision-making, you know, providing more competitive solutions and ultimately an increased success for both our clients, our referrers, and also our business, if that makes sense. It's clear that forming these partnerships can be a real game changer for mortgage brokers aiming to diversify you and now, before we wrap up, could you share some practical steps or advice for our listeners who might be considering this approach? Yeah, of course, Ryan. It's actually quite simple. Uh, my my advice is to simply start networking. I mean, now is the time, you know, considering the current market conditions and economic conditions to revisit diversification, you know, and that can come from networking, speaking to your fellow peers or um, contacting your uh, aggregator BDM and discover who can you know basically discover who can who who you can seek to explore synergies right because we we are always looking for partnerships that we can trust you know uh, that's based on trust that are transparent and mutual respect and of course in the end with a shared vision for success right mutual synergies is what we're looking for so don't be afraid to go out there you know have a coffee Allocate some time, you know, put some effort into building these relationships because we know that regular communication, you know, collaboration, shared notes or what have you, commitment to sort of delivering that value, right, can actually go a long way. So remember, it's not just about adding the new services, but it's essentially about enhancing your overall value proposition and the client experience as a trusted advisor. So we want to work together you know, to cement our value, our foundation, and our reputation as a trusted advisor and, you know, the go-to person or the one-stop shop for all things finance. So that's essentially the message there. Thank you, Ewan. Your insights are incredibly valuable, and I'm sure our listeners will find them inspiring as they navigate their own journeys in finance broking. That's all we have time for today, but before we go, where can our listeners connect with you and learn more about Scale and your experiences? Sure, Ryan. I, I guess everyone's got LinkedIn. I, I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn under Yuan Chong. Uh, or you could just check us out at uh, at our website, scale.au. That is with a Q, S-Q-A-L-E dot A-U. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate you giving me the time to, to share this with your audience. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you again, Yuan. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for tuning in to AB Talk. You can listen to the latest episodes on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and all major listening channels. Just search for AB Talk.